How can you describe what that looks like, how they're feeling, how it impacts their day-to-day? I like to use this example. I had a client who helped her clients with emotional eating several of her clients would feel so much shame about their emotional eating that they would like half awake, get up at one in the morning, 2am and they'd go downstairs and they would get a bag of chips or Oreos or whatever. They eat the whole thing. And then they'd hide the package even like from themselves. Cause they didn't want to see it in the morning. Then they'd go back upstairs and go to bed. And it wasn't cause they were hungry. They just had this compulsive need to binge late at night. Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. Here we go! After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. If you're here watching this live in the B2B Sales and Marketing Secrets Facebook groups, appreciate you. You can comment below with any questions. And I'm your host, AJ Casada. I'm super excited for today's guest. We have Jacqueline Yvette, who's an entrepreneur and coach from Chicago, Illinois, who lives now in San Diego. And she helps experts sell out their programs through creating what she calls instant resonance with their messaging and marketing. I'm really excited for this topic because I think it's one of those things that like isn't just really talked about a lot. A lot of people don't really teach it, but it's one of those things that some entrepreneurs are aware of and they just really struggle to get right their messaging. And a lot of entrepreneurs aren't aware of it. And it's kind of like that hidden force that I think really sets us up for either success or failure with our marketing. So yeah, super excited. I've been looking forward to this chat. We've had like three podcasts this week, but this was my favorite one I was looking forward to. Sorry to be the guest. <laughs> Don't tell everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the show, Jackie. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to dig into this and talk about some messaging and psychology-based marketing with your audience. Yeah, I know they are as well. I think before we get into the meat and potatoes, it'd be cool for the audience to know a little bit more about you. Like I would love to know as well how you got started your journey and also how you ended up stumbling across messaging and deciding to specialize in Yeah, absolutely. I can share a little bit about that. Hi, everybody. My name is Jackie. I work with online experts and entrepreneurs to help them create what I call instant resonance with their messaging and their marketing so that they can sell out their offers and spread their message like wildfire. And over the last 10 years now, I've supported thousands of entrepreneurs in growing their businesses and simplifying their marketing and really building their businesses from a psychology-based perspective. And that allows us to make things a lot simpler and not rely on trends and tactics, but really like the principles and the foundational pieces that make all marketing successful and sustainable and repeatable long-term. So there are a few key things that I believe in that I always like to share that I think are really helpful when seeing myself. The first is that I believe that businesses exist not to solely make money, but to, it sounds like cliche and cheesy, but to make the world a better place by providing value and fresh solutions. That's something that's really important to me. And I think that all good businesses, especially the ones with really powerful messaging, are solving problems in the world. They're identifying a need and bringing value in to meet that. And then the second thing is that the businesses that really thrive and flourish are the ones who know how to communicate super, super clearly and effectively the value of what they're offering to the people who need it in a way that they can actually hear and receive and respond to. And if we don't know how to do that, then value is just subjective, right? Value is based on the perception. So if they don't understand the value because it's not communicated well, then things just obviously aren't going to sell. And then the third is that all marketing is emotional. 
and psychological, but most businesses actually don't know how to leverage this and use it for good. And when they do, they just absolutely crush it and explode. And it's not just B2B or B2C, it's like H to H, it's human to human. And so I like to open with that because that gives you a feel for what we're about to talk about today and what my approach looks like for business and marketing. But I'm happy to share a little bit of background of just how I got into this type of work. I was telling AJ before we started that I actually thought I was going to be a songwriter. I thought that I was going to be writing lyrics and I was going to move to Nashville and I was going to write for the big names. <laughs> and then I realized that I would end up hating music and I didn't want to do that because the music business is cutthroat and really hard. But I got into writing at a very young age and my first love is communication and writing. I thought that like where music met words was how I could fuse creativity and written word together. The two things that I really love. As I decided that wasn't so much for me and I went off to different colleges, I went to like five different schools for education before realizing that none of those places were really going to teach me how to craft my own unique thing that I wanted to do or teach me how to become an entrepreneur. And I knew I wanted to pave my own path. I knew I wanted to do something creative. I knew I wanted to make my own money. I knew I wanted to do something involving writing. And everyone around me was taking these sort of traditional paths. And I realized none of this is for me. This doesn't work for me. So I ended up spending my life savings to figure that out at different colleges and realized, okay, this isn't really where I'm going to find the entrepreneur path. Um, ultimately graduated from a school in Chicago, Columbia. It was great. And I ended up getting a degree in business and marketing, which I'm glad that I have because now I use that. But through that experience of trying to figure out what the path was that I was going to take to learn how to do all of this, I had this like serendipitous experience. I was in my hometown in the suburbs of Illinois, about 45 minutes outside of Chicago. I was walking around like a local outdoor kind of like strip mall. And I went into this small boutique and it was owned by two like mid thirties moms. It was a very small store, racks of clothing and handbags and shoes and stuff. And I was just perusing and I went in there fairly often and I chatted them up and stuff. And I overheard them speaking one day and they were saying like, oh man, I just don't know if we're gonna be able to stay open. We might have to close, we might have to move it. We are gonna have to pull the kids out of school. I don't know what to do. I was sort of eavesdropping. It was hard not to. I was like, it's a small place. I was just like, hey, sorry to interrupt, but did I hear you say that you might be closing? I don't want you guys to leave. You have such a great place here. And they were like, honestly, we just don't have enough foot traffic. I don't know how we're going to be able to keep this place running. And I started rattling off anything I could think of. I was like, do you have a website? Are you on social media? Instagram was pretty new at this point. It was like 2013. But I was like, are you on social media? Are you utilizing it? Are you partnered with other local stores or businesses? Do you have any sort of PR? How do you market? What do you do? And they kind of just stared at me. They were like, can you help? <laughs> and I was like, me? I was what? I was like 20 at the time. And I was in college, I don't know, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. I'm like, what do you mean? Okay. But I've always been the kind of person who says yes and figures it out later. <laughs> and so I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, okay. So then I took myself to the library, checked out like 10 business books, then went home, spread them out on the floor, tried to read them all at once to try to figure out what am I going to do? Through trial and error, and of course, learning a lot over the next several months, I was able to help them establish different promotional events, partnerships in the area. We did a subscription box method. As far as I know, I would check in with them in a couple of years, but I think they're still there. We were able to keep the store open and I don't take credit for that at all, but it was an amazing experience. Just the fulfillment of being able to help them keep their like business baby alive really 
illuminated something in me. And I was like, wow, that's super cool. And I realized that marketing, much like music and songwriting, is creativity meets communication. And I loved that. I was like, oh, maybe this is really something that could be interesting to me. And that unleashed a whole slew of curiosities. And I went down a lot of rabbit holes. Then further on in that discovery, I ended up partnering with different brands in the area, worked as the social media director for TEDx. That was amazing, getting to be behind the scenes of all these stories worth spreading, as well as being a consultant and marketing assistant with companies in Chicago and supporting brands like Adidas and Chance the Rapper and some different fun brands like that. I ended up on the Steve Harvey show with one of my first kind of coaching clients. This is my segue into sort of the coaching industry. I got connected through a series of networking events with the top dating coach in Chicago. And her name is Bella Gandhi. She's incredible. We ended up getting her on all sorts of media all over the country. She was excellent. That was like her main marketing strategy. And she brought me on to help with some marketing, help with building out her actual courses and some back-end things because she was very much the face. I ended up on the Steve Harvey show through working with her. That was a really interesting experience as well. And anyway just to make a long story a little bit longer. Through that experience, I ended up learning about the coaching industry, learning about experts creating transformation for their clients online. I tried and looked at and dissected every strategy under the sun to figure out how to help these types of experts who were really transforming people's lives in the ways of health and wealth and relationships and all these other incredible things. I was trying to figure out how are they getting clients? How are they growing? How are they becoming seen when there's so much noise on the internet? Aside from doing what Bella was doing, getting on the Today Show, getting on Good Morning America, like how are they getting clients? And I realized there's so much noise. There's so many strategies. There's so many tactics. And I tried all of them. With all my clients, I was trying all of them years and years and years ago, trying to figure out what's the best. Ultimately, I realized that wasn't really the right question. There isn't the best strategy. There isn't one way to do it. There isn't one approach that's going to be really effective. It's not actually about the strategy at all. The ones that thrive are the ones who are able to communicate the value of what they're offering to the people who need it effectively. They're the ones who understand their people really well on a psychological level so that they can convey this value in a way that has them go, yes, I want that. Tell me more about it. And when they have that, all the strategies work. The webinars work, the podcasts work, email marketing work, cold outreach works, whatever you want actually works because it was never about the strategy. And when that clicked for me, I changed everything that I was trying to do with clients. I changed everything that I was teaching and I really honed in and set a focus for myself on learning, understanding, and teaching psychology-based marketing and business growth because that is the thing that makes everything else work. And it also means that Every strategy, every trend, every tactic is effective for you. It actually doesn't matter what platform you're on or what strategy you're doing because it was never really about that anyway. Now that allows our clients to have like really simple, sustainable, very effective marketing and business growth approaches. That's a little bit about me or a lot, I guess. Thanks for asking. It's always such a loaded question. I'm like, how much do you want me to share my entire life story or just a little bit? There you go. Share more. Take it back to when you were four years old. Happy first session yeah. already. Okay, so I was born. <laughs> <laughs> now that's awesome. A lot of good stuff in there. Honestly, I don't even know where to start because there's so much I'd love to I'd love to dig in there. First question: How is it to meet Steve Harvey? He is exactly what you would think. <laughs> exactly, exactly what you would think. So actually, when I was on the show, it was not so much about business. I did talk about business and some of the stuff I was working on, but it was actually because my client at the time, Bella, is a dating coach. She was like, Steve Harvey needs like a girl next door, someone with some charisma. 
Jackie, you're going to do it. And I was like, okay, when is it? And they're like, tomorrow. And I was like, all right, sure. So they're like, we're going to send you to NBC, get you some dresses, do hair and makeup, whatever. And I was like, uh, okay. And so the next day I went into NBC and they were like, you're going on a blind date. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> they sent me on a date with this guy named Tom. We're still friends. He's awesome. And he went out with four or five different women. He just got dumped. They made this whole story. It was real, but they exaggerated for TV right. and sent him on several different dates. And I was one of the dates and I could talk to a wall and have a great conversation. So we ended up hitting it off and connecting. Then Steve Harvey was like, we're going to bring you back the next day because he liked you the most out of the five dates or whatever. And we're going to surprise him and you're going to go on a second date. And so I ended up going back again, but it was mostly about dating. Even though I did mention a bit about marketing and business, it wasn't so much about that. <laughs> it was actually really cool to just see behind the scenes of how they build the story and all of that thing. But I was getting messages for months after that from people being like, I'm so happy for you and Tom. And I'm like, I just met. <laughs> Yeah, it's all fake. You know, yeah. we just met, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was fun. It, it is a fun experience to get to be on TV. I was recruited for this thing called House Hunters, uh, like yeah. a TV show. And House um, Hunters, yeah. Yeah, it was super fun just to kind of like work with old crew and see how they do like real content at scale, you know. Um, and of, of course, like 90% of it is just kind of fabricated, but that's the, yeah. that's the fun of it, right? <laughs> right, exactly. That's TV. You realize, okay, so all these reality TV shows, none of it is real. It's all for TV. It's, yeah, exactly. It gives you a new perspective. That's for sure. Then you can't unsee it. Now you're always thinking everything's a sham when you watch TV. <laughs> exactly. It's ruined, but anyway. <laughs> what I love about your story is how you just stumbled into it, right? Like you didn't set out, obviously, when you were thinking about getting into songwriting and music, you weren't thinking, I'm going to become a messaging coach, right? No. But <laughs> but uh, I've met a lot of successful entrepreneurs that kind of like stumbled into what they do and then just followed what they enjoyed or followed where they could value. And I think you can never go wrong with that path. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a great way to decide or come up on what you are really meant to do because I knew that I loved writing. I knew that I loved communication. I knew that I wanted to help people. I knew that I wanted to make my own money and not work for a corporation. And I knew that I wanted to do something creative and artsy. And this didn't even dawn on me. Like I, when I thought about business, I thought men with briefcases and suits at like corner offices. I watched my family do this type of business work, but I didn't think I wanted to do that. I thought it was boring. So when I realized that you can be creative in business and that marketing is all based on understanding people and communicating with them, I was like, this is so cool. This makes so much sense. And it brings the humanness back to business, especially in our industry with all of the transformative work that we're doing. I mean, the work my clients are doing is absolutely incredible. We have people in relationship niches and people who are helping people with deep inner work and helping them grow businesses and just all different things. And it's so cool. Like parenting experts, yeah. seeing the results for me, that's so much deeper than just the average business. I really enjoy that aspect of it. And also education as a whole. And ultimately the goal for me and my business is to revolutionize the education space by bringing more psychology into it and making it simpler and more effective. Yeah, I love it. No, I think a lot of people forget about the psychology because it's like when you start a business, it's so easy to get lost in your product, your service, and obviously like the structure of running a business, all the technical components of it. But it really is, like you said, H to H, right? It's just person to person. So yeah. it's in our business to try to understand people as much as possible. But getting into that, getting into like, how do you convey the value of your offer? 
where would you even start with just some basic tips around that or like where you see a lot of people go wrong? Because it's funny, it sounds simple. It's like, oh, I just have to, messaging is just explaining what I do, conveying the value, but it's it sounds simple, but it's really not. Yes, yeah, and that's the thing. It's not explaining what you do. And that's something that I was talking to some clients about last week is it's not about talking about what you offer. It's about talking about what they need, right? It's about what your audience actually needs. So just even that shift alone, I think is usually really helpful for people because stop talking about what you do and speak to what they need. It's a subtle shift because it's like what you do probably meets what they need, but they don't care your program, your services or whatever. Your audience genuinely doesn't. They're not even in the headspace to even think about that yet. In a lot of situations where people are not seeing the lead flow that they want, or they're seeing like wrong fit people reaching out, or they're getting a lot of objections. Typically, this is a messaging problem. I hate saying always, but it, it usually is. Typically, it's a messaging problem. Some of the biggest kind of mistakes that I see are people building their brand around just simply who they are. Like people are going to want to be around me. They want to be in my energy. They want to be like me. And while that is powerful, it really doesn't establish any sort of specificity around the value that you're actually providing through the work that you do. And then you're beholden to being almost like an influencer brand. And that is a very just slippery slope and a very hard thing to get behind because then you basically have to sell you. People come in and they actually don't know what they just bought and they don't know why they are here or why they want it or why they need it, but they bought it because they were like temporarily feeling sparkly about the idea of being like you. And I see this a lot with really strong it's, I wouldn't even say strong personal brands because it's actually kind of not so strong personal brand, but people who lean into the personal brand thing and the lifestyle brand really heavily. And that is a huge slippery slope that I see. And then the second would be guessing what to say when it comes to your audience. In a sense, a lot of marketing is testing, but we should never feel like we're just straight up guessing. I don't know if this is going to resonate. I'm just going to put it out there, whatever, and just toss some stuff at the wall. Hope marketing is not really super reliable, obviously. And then another mistake that I see is messaging that's really broad or intangible or vague or buzzwordy or just like too clever, trying to make it too cutesy. And this is also very common in the fitness spaces and health, even in business spaces, marketing, sales, using words that are very much industry jargon where everyone's using those words, but also the people who actually are going to buy from you may not know what you're talking about. So other people in the industry might know what you're talking about, but your clients might not. And it doesn't necessarily land for them. Ultimately, the main thing to focus on is how can we meet our clients, our audience where they are versus trying to speak to people like you, your mindset. How can you communicate the value of what you're offering in a way that speaks directly to what they need and instantly resonates? Really what I've seen here, the only thing keeping you from the results that you want is your ability to communicate the value of your offer in a way that you know lands for your audience. And the difference between offers that really fly and offers that kind of are like a flop is the level of resonance that your messaging has with the market. I talk about something in my work called market message match. This is a concept that we teach. And market message match is essentially where your message, which is the communication to your people, what you're putting out there. It's basically your communication around what you offer and how you can help, right? So your message meets your market's desire. And those things have to match, right? So the messaging meets the market's desire. And the market's desire is what? It's specifically two things. It's to solve a problem. 
or to create a specific outcome. If your message, your communication or your offer and how you can help meets their desire to solve a specific problem or create a specific outcome, then you're able to convey that value effectively and it creates resonance. When I talk about instant resonance, what I mean is that they read it, they see it, they hear it, however you're delivering it. And it instantly resonates. They hear it and they go, wow, that's exactly what I've been looking for. How did you know? That's so specific. That makes so much sense. I've never heard it that way before. feels unique. And this allows you to see some quite different results than a lot of the other sort of intangible, vague, buzzwordy language that mainly focuses on like you and your service and your product and what you are doing. Usually that stuff just flies over their head. So that's where I would start. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Because if you think about it, no one buys your product or service or your program. They only buy it because it helps them solve a pain or achieve a goal. So really, like when most people are out there talking about their product, service, the benefits, why their company is so amazing, it leaves it on the other person to have to connect the dots and think, how does this help me solve a problem or exactly. an outcome? But what you're saying is just focus your messaging right around what they really want. That way, it's like it just resonates right away and it just clicks, you know? Yeah. And most people, if we think from a psychological perspective, most people want to move away from something that is hard or challenging or painful in their life. So I talk about something called like a trigger event or a wake up call moment is another way of thinking about it. Typically, people don't just wake up and they brush their teeth and they look in the mirror and they're like, I need an empowerment coach (laughs) or like I need to go hire someone to build a meal plan for me or I need to go buy a consulting program. You know what I mean? Like people just genuinely they don't think that like I don't I've never thought that I've never gotten up in the morning and thought I need to go buy a fitness consulting program or go buy a relationship course because it's never yeah. about the thing but there's usually some sort of trigger event there's some sort of wake up call moment that happens in somebody's life like they went through a breakup and they're like man this is the third relationship in a row where I was blindsided and I don't know why it ended like that and I'm so frustrated and I don't want to end up in the same place again this time next year I feel like maybe I need some help. There's some sort of wake up call moment or their wedding is coming up and they want to get in shape before their wedding or something like that. There's some sort of something happens to prompt the thought of I want that or I want to move away from this pain that I'm feeling right now. The past few weeks I was doing with some health stuff and I was experiencing some weird pain that I didn't know what it was. And I was in the buying pocket. I was like, I want this to go away. This is affecting my work and my life. And it was stressing me out. And I was messaging naturopaths and different health people left and right being like, tell me, what do you think? Like I was getting on calls. Like I would have spent whatever in that moment because it was there. Psychologically, moving away from something uncomfortable or something that's painful is so much more powerful and much more action provoking moving towards something nice. And I talk about this all the time because people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about the pain. I don't want to push people. I don't want to twist the knife. There's a difference between meeting people where they are and just speaking to what's real and what's happening for them. There's a difference between that and like twisting the knife in the wound. If you think about it, you know, how many people in the world want to have 100K in their bank account, want to be millionaires, want to own a nice car or a nice house or be in love or be super fit? Like how many people want those things? And then how many people are actually actively moving toward it? It's a small segment. A lot of people want that stuff, but are they actually taking action toward getting it? No. But when someone has a broken arm, you're going to be like, okay, before I do anything else, I'm going to go get a cast for this arm (laughs) because it's 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 pressing, right? So psychologically, speaking to the broken arm 
in your messaging is much more urgent and provokes more action than something like live your best life, make a bunch of money, have all these things. There's just not a lot of urgency behind it. So that's something I always like to bring up because I think a lot of people get stuck. Well, what do I talk about and how do I make it feel good? And what does that look like? What do you think about that? Yeah, it makes me think of how, let's say someone might finally have that moment where they want to take care of their health if they're told like some bad news by their doctor, right? Yeah. Or like you probably heard of like the whole painkillers versus vitamins, right? Like people yeah. are, everyone has aspirin in their house or if they wake up hungover or if they're sick or whatever, but not everyone's going to have vitamin supplements. It's like people right. care more about, yeah, it's like you have to solve the pain. It might be nice to improve this area of your life by this much, but even though you might want it, there's not always that urgency to go out and make a commitment of time or money for it. So yeah, I love that focus on the pain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you and I were talking a week ago about this too. There's something that I was teaching my clients about. And we were talking about one of my clients' offers and she was telling me how she was feeling like some of her messaging wasn't landing. And she was like, I don't really know what's off about this. I'm talking about all these things that like, I know they want and I don't know why they're not really responding. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, I'm talking to them about self-care and pleasure and joy. But what they have going on is much more urgent. They've got a problem first. And so those things are almost like secondary, right? Once they move through the challenge, then they can kind of look at those things. She's like, well, yeah, but that's the ultimate goal. So shouldn't I talk to that? And I was like, well, no, it's bypassing. You're bypassing what's here, what's actually painful for them right now, what's challenging, what's frustrating, what's irritating, what's annoying. Like the things that are present in this moment is what you want to speak to. We want to meet people where they are versus being like, yeah, yeah, I know this is happening, but don't you want this thing way over here? And they're like, read the room. This is what's happening right now. I need to know that you get me. I need to know that you've seen this before. I need to know that you can help me with this so that I can have these other things. We were talking about this as it's like the house is burning, right? It's the house is on fire problem. What I want everyone to think about is what is your house is on fire problem? If the house is burning, if things are urgent right now, stuff is going down and you show up at their door as a real estate agent, and you're like, hey, you want to go look at buying a new house? They're yeah. like, look around, They're like things are on fire. They want you to show up as the firefighter and be like, let's put out these flames and then let's figure out what's next after that. But first we got to stop the burning before we can go, okay, let's go buy a house. It's like, they're not quite in that head space yet. Like that frame of mind is not even accessible at the moment. And so if we're always talking about, look at all the stuff you can have, they're like, I don't even care about that right now because... Stuff is going down right now, right here. And I need you to help me speak to that first before even talking about that. So if you're not getting a lot of traction or feedback from what you're putting out, it might be that you're just not meeting your people where they are and instead speaking to things that are just over their head or further down the line or just not as pressing right at the moment. Yeah. And not focusing on their day-to-day. No, I like the, um, would you call it the trigger event? Because I think for a lot of people, that might be a helpful way to understand what that current problem might be just think about what an average day might be or think about how that problem might show up in their life like when they're average day at work or whatever they're doing yeah yeah on that note what tips do you have for someone that wants to better understand like hey i get that i need to talk about the pain i get i need to talk about the outcome but what is that right maybe if they're working in their market for a little bit and they're not fully understanding what the house on fire problem is do you have any tips for those people Yeah, for sure. So what I would do is think about your absolute best client, the person who, if you had a hundred of that person, you would be absolutely thrilled and think about what they came to you for. 
usually looking back on it, you can identify that there was something that had like recently happened or something that sort of prompted them to make the decision. Because again, people typically, it is a cumulative effect where it builds over time. Typically people think about these decisions for some time and it builds up and they go, okay, now I finally need some help. But usually there's something, there's a realization or something that happens. The best thing I can suggest is talk to your clients about this, by what this is. But an exercise that I always have my clients go through is to map out these two things to start to identify their market message match. And it's 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 not like you have a match or you don't. It's more so how matched is it? It's a spectrum. So is it a total match? Is it off? Do you have a little bit of a mismatch? Most people have a mismatch going on, meaning that they aren't communicating it as powerfully as they could be. And so they have like lukewarm or inconsistent leads or interest, or they, they're getting crickets or the wrong fit people coming to them or sales conversations with people who just aren't ready to buy or things like that, or people just don't really get what they do. And so there, there's a one way to kind of start figuring this out, and that is by getting into the mind of your market. And so the only way to get into the mind of the market is to listen to the mouth of the market. So think of what are people actually saying to you? What are you hearing on a day-to-day basis in your DMs, in your comment sections, on your enrollment calls, on your coaching calls, all of that sort of thing. Tap into what people are actually saying. And I always teach my clients to create what I call a master messaging document. And this is essentially a master doc where you just copy and paste, put screenshots, any language that you're hearing from your target market. So you just dump it into this document so that when you go to create, you're not creating from your frame of mind and how you would say something, but you're actually pulling up this master messaging doc going into what people have actually said to you that they want in their words and putting that into your marketing content, putting that into your emails, putting that into your videos. And even if it's not the way you would say it, it's going to resonate with people who you know, are the type of person you want to work with. And so there's really two things that we're listening for. One is the problems that they have that they don't want, problems, challenges, whatever. And the second is the results or outcomes that they want, but don't yet have problems they have that they don't want or results they want that they don't have. So there's two things that they're really looking for or that you're listening for when you create this document and when you create your messaging or your base level messaging. You can kind of make two columns. On one side, problems they have but don't want. And on the other side, results they want that they don't have. And they typically are opposites of each other, right? For example, if on the left side, For the problems, you might write down, they are eating a lot of fast food and they can't get themselves to quit that habit. And then on the other side, the result they want is they haven't had fast food in eight weeks and they make all their meals at home and they're really enjoying eating healthy and their body feels really good. Or on the left side, problems, maybe they're constantly fighting with their partner and they don't know why and they can't seem to get through conflict and they love them, but they're feeling really tired of fighting all the time. And then the result they're looking for is the relationship is connected and they have communication that is really strong and they're closer than ever. And then maybe another problem would be if you have a hormone offer, maybe they have gut issues, their skin is irritated, they're bloated, they're fatigued, like actual symptoms, right? What does it actually look like? Those are problems that they want to solve. Those are things they want to make go away. And on the right side, maybe it's like clear skin, calm gut, comfortable in their body, being able to go out to any of their favorite restaurants and like order anything on the menu and not be worried about a flare up. So, you know, I would start to just map out, like, what does that look like for your people? And it sounds fairly simple and it is, right? But this is something that a lot of people overlook and they're like, I just don't know what to say. 
to bring mm-hmm. my clients to me consistently. So then they look at what everybody else is doing, but that's not really helpful either. Cause then they just end up sounding like everybody else and they don't know why something works when it works or why it doesn't when it doesn't. And so we have to meet our specific audience where they are and not just look and try to fit it to what other people are doing. So look at your specific audience, who's actually there right now, talk to them and then build kind of this chart of problems they have, but don't want and results they want, but don't have and start to fill that out and you'll get some specificity and you can build that from your messaging master doc. And that's a great place to start with putting it into marketing. Yeah, that's awesome. I like how you talked about not looking at other competitors because then even if it works, you don't know how to repeat it, right? Like you didn't actually learn anything. You just kind of copy it. And honestly, most competitors don't really have effective messaging either, right? Because no one really goes deep into this stuff, right? No, they don't know what they're doing either. So everybody just goes in circles. And sometimes like some of the loudest brands are the ones that really don't know what they're Mm -hmm. doing because they're that loud and that active because they're trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? And so people look at them and they're like, I don't know, maybe that, like, maybe I just do that. Not necessarily. And just because it works for them doesn't mean it is going to work for you. And audiences are different. So, you know, it, yeah, definitely wouldn't recommend just looking at other people and just copying what they do because it's really hard to replicate that over time. Yeah, sure. So then with that said, because the biggest thing is pains and then desires. Do you have any advice on or any thoughts on how to get deeper, more specific with that? A lot of times I see sometimes people, they have maybe, there might be shouting out challenges, problems, or maybe like some benefits, but it's not really as deep as it could go and not really resonating. Yeah. So as I said before, I would definitely meet people where they are in the moment. One way to think about that is to, I talk about in terms of vivid visual language. So instead of just saying, do you feel stuck? Do you feel unhappy? Do you feel a lack of confidence? Are you stressed? almost everyone in the world is going to be like, sure. You know what I mean? Or no, it's so vague that it could apply to anyone. It makes me think of like astrology where you go and read your chart or read your horoscope. And it's like, you could read anyone at any time. And it basically applies to everybody. And you're like, yeah, that feels right. I have good things coming to me, but it doesn't actually resonate on a deep level that prompts you to do something. Yeah, get specific as you possibly can. Get as specific as possible and hone into what I call vivid visual language. And what I mean by this is if you were to follow your ideal client around with a video camera, how can you describe that movie? Like, how can you describe what that looks like? How they're feeling, how it impacts their day-to-day. I like to use this example. I had a client who helped her clients with emotional eating several of our clients would feel so much shame about their emotional eating that they would like half awake, get up at one in the morning, 2 a.m. And they'd go downstairs and they would get a bag of chips or Oreos or whatever. They eat the whole thing. And then they'd hide the package even like from themselves because they didn't want to see it in the morning. Then they'd go back upstairs and go to bed. And it wasn't because they were hungry. They just had this compulsive need to binge late at night. And she would describe this type of scenario and paint this picture in like vivid visual language where you could almost see the movie in your head. They would read that and they would send her messages and they might not publicly admit this, right? Sometimes this stuff has some shame behind it, but, and that's why engagement isn't always like a good measure of what's landing, right? Which is why when you see all these stuff that's getting great engagement, it's also not an indicator that they're making a bunch of money off of that. But yeah, so people wouldn't necessarily respond publicly, but she got messages all the time from people going, 
that's me. That's what I do. I need some help. I've never had someone speak to that. Like, I didn't know that was even emotional. I thought that I was just like hungry, but I'm actually not hungry. And I don't know why I do that. It's so Mm -hmm. frustrating and I'm confused. I don't know how to stop. And I don't, I'm, I don't want to tell anyone about it. What do I do? It spoke directly to what was happening for her people. And I want you to think about it in visual and vivid terms, get descriptive with it. And don't be afraid to get really specific with it. What are the true pains and frustrations that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis? And also, what do they think is causing them? What, What are the things that they think they need to do to shift it? Because your offer is going to come in as a unique approach, a thing that they haven't considered before, something that they haven't yet tried that's going to maybe shift things for them. We also get to speak to like, what are they trying to shift it? What have they already attempted? What do they think is actually causing the issue? What are those symptoms? What does that look like? And if you can speak to that really specifically, that kind of takes you a layer further versus just keeping on the surface and talking about the same things that everybody else talks about. Yeah, awesome. So kind of what I'm here for you is like really paint the picture and get into like real life terms. Take the problem, take the benefit, but really get into like how that would show up in their life, right? Yeah, that's really, really powerful stuff. Because actually, you know, we read words, but we kind of translate images to words in our mind, like through our subconscious, right? So if you can really get into that visual language, like you're explaining, I feel like that is what gets the emotion across, right? Because it just makes it very real for them, right? They can relate to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. For everyone watching, like no matter what you're selling, as you can probably tell already, this relates to any market, any offer, any product, any service. You're shaking your head. You agree. It's not like it doesn't matter what you're selling or who you're selling it to. It's just it's people. It's pains and desires. Same as it was 50 years ago. That's why I love looking at old copywriting and stuff like old business books, because you you see the stuff. It's still the same. With that said, so these are tried to principles. But is there any difference when you see like different types of markets, like a more sophisticated, more competitive market or like a market where someone's selling something that's maybe more commoditized versus maybe a market where someone's selling like a new solution. Is there any way you think about it differently based on like the kind of market someone's in? Yeah, it does look a little bit different market by market. And it is important to consider the sophistication of your market and just where they are mentally. And But it really is the same idea. It's just figuring out how to communicate it for that particular market. If you're selling a business opportunity, then the messaging is going to be a bit more direct. It's going to be a bit more outcome focused. It's going to be a little bit more clear and just like, hey, you want to make money online? You know what I mean? It's going to be a bit more direct than something that's more sophisticated. The entrepreneurs that I work with are business owners, coaches, consultants, experts who have probably tried a lot. They've probably run ads. They've probably done different webinars, different challenges and classes and all sorts of things. Um, They're probably on many different platforms. They've probably spent a good amount of money on like masterminds and things like that. And they still feel like things are hit or miss, or they're not seeing the response that they want from their marketing, or they've got a decent sized audience, but they really only feel like they're seeing like a small segment of them responding. And they're like, what gives? Why are they not? There's all these people who I know are the ideal fit. So why is my marketing not prompting them to come forward? Like their situation is a bit more nuanced. And they've probably tried a lot of different things. That is a higher sophistication level. So they're going to require a little bit of a different way of speaking to them. But the approach is the same. It's just meeting either one on either end of the spectrum where they are and being able to speak to that and positioning what you're offering as a new approach that helps them plug in a missing piece, helps them see why all the other things maybe didn't quite land. It's not that they like didn't work entirely, but they weren't what they were looking for. They didn't totally land for them. You can position what you're offering as 
the piece that is missing, the piece that allows that other stuff to work better and position yourself at not even you, but your method, your approach, your process as something that's going to be more effective, shortcut the the process for them, collapse the timeline, make things a bit easier on them because they're going where they're going with or without you, but they're looking for something that's going to get them there faster, make it easier, make it more efficient. It's just a different way of addressing them, but it's the same general principle. Mm, definitely. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great place to end. I think that's plenty for people to go and do their homework on. So on that, the action steps that I heard you mention before is create that chart, right? Of the market message match with the problems on one side, the outcomes on the other, and create a master messaging jock. And also for anyone that is starting a new business or maybe breaking into a new niche and you don't have past clients, like you can find this online. You can look at testimonials and competitors. You can look at reviews of books in your niche on Amazon, right? So a lot of this is out there, even if you're breaking into a new niche. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jacqueline, where can people find you and learn more from you and connect with you online? Yeah, I would love that. You can find me on Facebook under Jacqueline Yvette. We have a group called The New Wave, which is all about psychology-based marketing messaging for expert entrepreneurs. And it's totally free. And I actually do free classes there every single Friday. We're doing one tomorrow. So anyone who wants to hear more about this type of work, come into that community. That would be awesome. We have a vault full of 15 plus hours of our best kind of like marketing classes on these topics. I would recommend jumping in there and checking that out. It's awesome. You can also connect with me on Instagram under Clean or, or the Steve Harvey show, right? <laughs> or the Steve Harvey show. Yeah. Please don't look that up actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoever watching or listening on the podcast, I'll link this down below. I highly recommend you guys dive deep into this because this is like the key to everything. As you've already seen, if you're not getting engagement on your posts, if you're not getting a lot of replies to your cold outreach, if you're not getting up great conversions on your ads, it's all related to this, right? It's not like the platform didn't work or this tool didn't work. Every tool is just a way to deliver a message, right? So it all boils down to what we talked about here. Yeah, the message is the vehicle and the tool, everything else is just a tool for that. And so if anything isn't working in the marketing or sales front, it almost always comes down to communication and the messaging and the way that that value is being conveyed. So this is typically the thing that, you know, even when it's shifted slightly, it results in tons and tons of clarity and money that's left on the table being funneled toward you and new clients and more of the right people and people lining up in your DM saying, yes, I want this. I want to hear about what you do. If anything feels like it's not quite where you want it to be in your marketing or sales overall in your business, I highly recommend looking at this first. It's a total game changer. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jackie, for coming on the show. It was an absolute pleasure and pleasure having you. Hope you can do it again sometime. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was great being here.